Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. What's up? And welcome back to Flip the Lens. What's up, Bree? What's up, London? Hey, good morning. Hi, guys. How are you guys today? Good. Good. It's gorgeous here. I feel like weather affects my mood, and when it's sunny, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I've been... Um, my uh, my girlfriend, her horse fell and cracked its skull. And so I've spent a week at her ranch, basically doing all the ranch activities, tending to all the animals, feeding, watering, like where it's, I'm getting to see, like, I'm just like outside at times I normally maybe wouldn't be outside. You know, I'm outside early in the morning feeding the animals, dogs running around outside at like at like around I guess sunset like but not to sit and watch the sunset like kind of feeding and doing the same thing um it's weird I'm like my mom calls me she's like oh you're really a ranch person now I'm like nah I'm feeding animals like I'm you know um but uh <laughs> it's been a weird it's a weird week um because I'm having to juggle like all the things I normally do plus these new things um which got me thinking about all the ways that we distract ourselves and um, I want to say like distractions that we create in our life that get in our way of the things we're up to. So for instance, I have all the things that I normally have, my business, my podcasts, my relationship, even though we're not together right now. And this, now I have the ranch kind of duties, animal duties, but then there's things that like suck my attention away. Like, Ooh, I want to watch that show on Netflix or, Oh, I think I'm going to cook lunch instead of just making something really easy. And now it takes a certain amount of time or you fall down a spiral of stuff on your laptop or your phone or your iPad. Um, or even, I mean, I, luckily I, I mean, I work on my own, so I don't have like the office people to gossip with or like, I'm not on zoom calls with my whole team, like talking about things, but it got me thinking about every time we, we all have places where we get distracted and that pulls us away from what we're actually committed to or what's important in our life. And so like, what are the ways that we get distracted, get pulled off task and I think about it sometimes like if you had a um you know if you were like you know on a track and every and like all these shiny things like you're driving a car around a track and all these shiny things pop up and you like go ooh, and you look at them and you like run your car into the wall or you like get off instead of heading where you said you were going to go and I think that as people we all have that it just shows up differently for all of us and some of us are able to like put the distractions away. I know like my guess is, you know, London, when he's in the gym, he's like very focused, but I know London is in the gym and sees other people that are like on their phones. They're not very focused. They're the complete opposite. They're yapping about stuff. So where do you guys get distracted and what are like your biggest, you know, your biggest saboteurs and your biggest pitfalls and what do you do to combat them? So you can actually be successful on a day-to-day basis. London would probably hate training me because I'm that girl that gets on the bike and then I sit on my phone. <laughs> I made myself do a different type of workout. So I had to like hold weights in my hand. So I actually had to set my phone down. I was like, God, it feels so good to be focused on my workout. Like, even though I know when I get on my Peloton, I'm riding and I'm listening and I'm doing this stuff, but it's definitely a different, 
I mean, again, that mindset where you're all in and focused on something versus, oh, I, like 30 minutes is done and like, okay, I still feel like I was in the social media warp of on my phone. But I think I get distracted by my routine. I'm a very OCD person. And so I have to always be finding a balance of, yes, it's routine. Yes, it's self-care. Yes, it's good for you. But also not getting so wrapped up in it that, okay, if I slept in, maybe it's time to be productive, get some work done, do my workout and not, you know, sit and read my two chapters of a devotional and make the bed and like do all these things that might be just delaying what actually needs to be done that day. So that's not every day, but I definitely get distracted by that's not on the schedule or that's not routine. So it's almost like what people wish they had a routine. I'm almost opposite where I've trained myself to be in such habits that sometimes that needs to be broken to accomplish something in the day. Um, so I definitely know that's something for me that I need to work on. It'll be, you know, 1230 and I'm like, I gotta do my routine. So definitely that. And then probably the trap of, of, feeding into what's current events. (laughs) Definitely just, I need to know everything. I need to do my research, this whole educate myself. And if I don't know everything, how can I make an informed decision when really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter or affect my Friday with my kids. So definitely trying to condense like what knowledge is needed right now. I mean, you know, current events are happening every single day. It's swirling around us. There's you know, right now it's Lebanon and bombings and things happening in the world. I'm like, if I spend half the day researching and and learning, and of course I have compassion for those people, of course I have, you know, a heart of care, but what is that actually doing for anybody if I spend my day researching and reading reviews and opinions on what's going on over there? It doesn't really do anything for my kids or my family. So I know that's like, can just be a distraction in where I'm headed. I'd say, you know, the extra time so it causes my mind to wonder, you know, social media is a big tool for me for, you know, me trying to, uh, you know, promote myself and my business. And, you know, you can get carried away on there by next say, you know, you're clicking on something that didn't matter. Then I'm looking at different kind of shoes and it's like, I'm not a shoe. Like I like fashion and stuff, but I don't have like a hundred pairs of shoes, you know? But then I'm like, wow, I just spent 30 minutes looking at different Nike, custom Nike shoes. Like, what the fuck is this doing for me? And I, I don't plan on buying a $150 pair of shoes at the moment. Anyways, and then the next thing, you know, um, you're watching like a new, uh, my buddy recommended Ozark on Netflix. So not only do I love film, I'm still trying to, you know, I have a goal of making a documentary, you know, one day. And I get ideas when I watch different films. It doesn't have to be a, docu- a documentary to get a great idea for a shot, right? And then the more I delve into film, the more I realize there's certain reasons why there's a shot. It's not always, so there's a cool scene in Ozark where there's a space between the couple and it's beautifully. And if you'd see it, you just see a couple arguing, but there's a point to that. There's a space in between two chairs because it's showing the distance that their marriage is creating, you know? So I can appreciate that kind of stuff and I'm starting to understand that more, but you know, it's just understanding how much time you're divulging into these things. And are you still getting things done that you need to do, whether it comes to uh, your work, your relationships and your own mental health? Um, I don't get bought into the celebrity stuff. You know, for example, Will Smith and his wife had the entanglement. I didn't watch the video. I didn't need to see a guy that I admire cry when his wife said she cheated on him. I could just tell by the look on his face, you know, just the meme. 
And it doesn't do me any good to watch those two, you know, talk about how she had an entanglement. Um, so I do a decent job of it, but I'd say, you know, um, I get carried away on social media slash my phone or getting caught up with, you know, watching um, too much uh, Netflix. I, um, I want to propose, uh, and I'd be curious to see if you guys can list them out. So something I'll do with clients is I'll like ask them what they're committed to. And then I'll ask them where, what their like autopilot commitments are, right? So if they just like take their hands off the wheel, where, where, where does the autopilot take them to? Because I think, Bree, you might've done that. I don't know if we ever did this like back in the day, but people will say, you know, I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to my church. I'm committed to the gym. I'm committed to my business, right? And then when I'm like, hey, what's your autopilot commitment? They're like, well, I don't, what do you mean my autopilot commitment? And I'm like, well, if I were to, sneak creepily sneak around and watch you all day long and I had a camera and I followed you and then we had to sit down at the end of a day and watch what you actually did all day long what would we see now the person this imaginary person that's just I just made up that said they're committed to the gym they're committed to their church they're committed to their family they're committed to their business well that's what we should see right we should see them you know either going to church or praying we should see them like eating meals with their family or, you know, talking to their family. We should see them working on their business. We should see them working out, whatever it is. And typically when I ask clients to do this, they don't really know. And then I'll say like, well, pay attention for a week, write down what your note, you know, right. And then they'll come back and they're like, Oh my God, <laughs> I say I'm committed to this, this, and this. But if you actually looked at my life, it looks like I'm committed to, um, walking from one room to another for no apparent reason. It looks like I'm committed to starting political discussions and getting in fights with people in my family or friends. It looks like I'm committed to Netflix. It looks like I'm committed to Amazon shopping. It looks like I'm committed to, you know, um, finding the best hand sanitizer, like whatever it is, right? Um, so I'd be curious to hear from you guys and I'll share mine first. You know, I have my commitments are to my well-being, to, um, to play, to like actually having fun and in like enjoying my life. My commitments are to integrity. Um, my commitments are to, um, to love. Like I would say they're pretty high. I don't, I like to like kind of go high up. Like instead of saying it's like to my relationship, it's like to love overall love encompasses like friends, family. But if, I, if you watch me during the day, you would say he's committed to um, wasting a lot of time. Like, I don't know where the hell my time goes, but I'll like move between rooms. I'll like hang out with the dogs for a few minutes. And maybe you could say that's play. Maybe you could say it's love. Um, I'll like be washing the dishes in the middle of the day. Uh, I find like lots of little things to distract me. And you would for sure say like at this point right now, I used to, I, I didn't used to watch TV at all. And now I'm like using the quarantine and everything that's going on as like reasons to watch Netflix and be inside more. And you'd go, man, this guy's committed for sure to Netflix and Amazon prime and all these things. Um, and I'm definitely committed to, well, my autopilot commitment is like Bree said, it's like, I want to know about all this like political shit. But then I'm like looking at it going, this is all garbage anyway. Like, unless I'm seeing it with my own eyes, like, I don't even know what's true or not. 
So it's like, it's just a waste of time because to your point, Brie, my, my, actually my mom brought this up to me. I said on some podcasts that I was a guest on that my mom's like super tied into all this political stuff. And yet what does it do? She doesn't do anything. And she called me and she's like, man, I do stuff. And I'm like, what do you do mom? And she's like, actually I'm sending out letters. I'm writing postcards to people to like get out to get people to vote. She's like, I don't care who people vote for, but I think people need to vote. So she's like spending time writing letters to people in states where like, I guess a lot of people don't vote. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know that. I just thought you sit around and watch all the news channels and get all upset about it. Um, and so I think there's really a difference, right? How many of us just like use this, watch Real Housewives or watch the news or watch sports and we're not actually using that for anything? And then there's somebody like London who's like, no, I watch it and I'm using it for something. You know, I'm using it to help me with my documentary. I'm using all this information to go write letters and make a difference. So yeah. what, are you guys, what are you guys committed to and what are your like autopilots? I'm glad London brought that up about watching Ozark. Like I would watch a show and wouldn't pick up on that. But for London, like to see perspective and how documentaries are made and, and see that other lens of things is really cool to hear that because I think it definitely changes from person to person again, depending on your goals and all that. But for me, I think my biggest wake up call in all of this was when I was maybe my second year in business and Alex, you and I worked together and it was like, I think maybe we did this exercise of what am I committed to? What am I actually spending my time on? What's the autopilot? And, um, I've talked to Aaron about this. I'm like, man, I crushed my business. The second I stopped saying, Oh, I'm working so hard. I want it so bad. But then when I started tracking and going, Oh, but you're caught up on the real housewives, you're caught up on teen mom you stay up late and are dedicated to watching all your recordings, right? And it's 2 a.m. and you've watched 17 episodes of Bravo TV. Like, what did that do? Like, you're committed, but then you look back on the last month and you fell short of your goals. What did you do, right? Like, I could have easily stayed up and been really committed for those hours. Like, if I'm going to stay up late, I can't use the excuse of I need to go to bed on time. I need my sleep because I didn't go to bed. Um, could have used those hours to build my business. And so when I took a good hard look at that and I, I really started tracking, I don't know if this was you or before our working together, but I just, I started writing down what was I doing with my time. And when I looked at it, I really did not like what I saw. Like a lot of people that want to make excuses of I'm really busy at work. But then in the same breath or that same day, I see them posting of, okay, totally watched or binge watch this whole Netflix show. What's next or what's a good show. And I'm like, I purposely don't know how to turn Netflix on. Like I literally barely know how to put a TV show on for my kids. And that's intentional because I don't want to know how to work the TV. I don't want to know how to go down a rabbit hole. Aaron and I are intentional about certain documentaries that we want to watch on certain nights of the week, but we definitely do not just turn the TV on because it's too easy to get sucked in. So, um, just seeing that visual of, how much time I was investing into Bravo and MTV, like just that really blatantly <laughs> written down on paper. I was like, Oh damn, I guess like me saying I don't have enough time with my kids or gosh, I really wish we could go on date nights or gosh, I really wish I could earn more in my business. I saw hours wasted watching other teen moms have babies and like get destroyed on MTV. <laughs> like what? What? So that was probably like, I don't know, four or five years ago. And ever since that, when I make a decision to dive into work, 
I purposely have apps that I can block my feed. So I'm not scrolling social media. Like I'm on to work. If I'm on social media and have to get into my messages on Instagram for work, great. I'm going to turn off and cut the feed. So I can't go down a rabbit hole. I can't view all this stuff. Like London said, the shoes and stuff that I'm not going to buy anyway. I might put them in my cart and like customize the Nikes. And then I put them in my cart and I know I'm not going to buy them. Right. So for me, definitely making those boundaries of, chunks of work time, and then giving myself some grace for sure. Knowing almost like the reward system as adults, like prizes, you know, the pat on the back, that feels good. So if I know Aaron and I are going to go out to dinner Friday night, I know I'm going to get to put my phone down. I know that I'm not going to have stress of emails. Great. I'm going to find times in the week to actually dedicate towards putting my phone down and playing soccer with my girls, because I say that's a top priority. If I have my phone in my hand and playing soccer, that's not intentional playtime with my kids. I know that I'm going to get distracted by an email. I know my phone's going to ding and I'm going to get a DM. So I know myself that that autopilot will kick right in. So I have to purposely, like not a punishment, but put my phone in the bedroom, lock it away because I know I'm, I won't hold myself to that commitment of being with my kids because it is autopilot. It's ingrained in me. I'd say, you know, commitment is, you know, honoring, you know, and taking care of my mind, body and soul each day, you know, obviously, um, my mind would be, um, thinking positive thoughts, having a good conversation with somebody. Um, even if it's like a random Uber driver, but typically be with somebody that I know, um, watch or listen to something that's going to teach me something. been lost listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. And he always has different guests on there. So you learn about, you know, I'd listen to somebody speak that I normally wouldn't be interested in their field or what they have to say. And look, I get he gets stoned on there sometimes and they do mushrooms and you're not learning anything. You're just having a good lap, which is good for you, too, you know, depending on how you're doing that day. Um, and, you know, but now with uh, gyms being closed, I'm not as busy at the moment. So I'm not always in the private gym where I train clients. So I'm not working out that day typically, you know, it's very tough for me not to do the home workouts. So it's easy for me to kind of shy away from that part. That's very important for me mentally and physically. And then it's like, ah, well, you know, I didn't work out today. And then it's like, ah, well, you know what, maybe I'll have some ice cream. And then the next day rolls around and it's easy to kind of get in a snowball effect of not doing the little things that are good for me. Um, That next thing I know I'm getting carried away of, you know, I'm 33 years old. I'm single. So, you know, if you're swiping on Tinder or Bumble and you're trying to invest some time to get to know somebody, you know, um, not even from a sexual standpoint, which there's loneliness there too, right? You got to try to fill that void as a man, as a human being, but then also you're trying to be healthy, you know, for a uh, sexual standpoint of health and then also a mental standpoint. And then also how weird things are now of trying to date somebody with the quarantine and would you like to meet in public? But, you know, is it uncomfortable? We meet each other with masks on and then sitting there for 10 minutes till we get drinks and also trying not to be the guy of, you know, just, you know, talking to a woman just to get laid and not be that person. Um, Cause ultimately it leaves me unfulfilled. You know, my, you know, obviously there's a certain amount of time where it's pleasurable, but realizing stuff like that doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't get me more forward than I would like to be in life and trying to battle that my instincts as a man, uh, what's right towards another woman. And then uh, at the same time, I'm not saying something's wrong with just one night stands or having a sexual relationship. That's not my point. Just, I think now that I'm 33 and I'm becoming who I'm becoming, you know, I think I need more than just that. 
you know, and fighting the urges of that kind of stuff and how you can get lost of talking to five different people at the same time and, you know, how it can be a big waste of time, you know, and trying to manage all those things at a, a time that, you know, it's hard to look forward to stuff. I don't know when I'm going to get to travel. My sister uh, might be getting deployed. Good chance if she does, I won't be able to see her, you know, stuff like that. Um, my business, what am I doing as a personal trainer? It's a luxury to train, even though it's important for your health right now. People don't really see it that way. They're like, ah, I just got to pay for my bills and my, my uh, rent um, and my car, you know, so fighting all that stuff. It's uh it hasn't been uh, always fun, <laughs> to say the least. I want to um, I want to ask you both: What are techniques that you each do to stay? And Bree, you or uh, you both actually shared a couple. Like, what are techniques that you use to stay focused during the day? And let's like break it down to like a daily thing instead of like long term. You know, so for me, um. I created a planner that I like use myself that I give clients that is like five things I want to accomplish that day. Like, I don't know if you've either one of you have seen this. I, this is not my thing. I read about this. There's an idea that there's like a, a clear vase. And if you have rocks, gravel, sand, and water and rocks are from rocks to water or the water is like the least important shit. It's like the shit that just flows into your life out of your control. Rocks are like the big things, the important things you're working on. We could say your commitments, your projects, whatever. And gravel is obviously next important and so on. So if what most people do is they wake up, they start their day and all the water flows into their life and they pour the water into their vase, which is their day. And then sand is like other like little things. Like I got to get to the laundry and I got to eat food and they put the sand in and then they put the gravel in. And next thing you know, the vase won't hold the rocks. There's no space for it. But people that are, I want to say successful or use their time powerfully do the opposite. So they take that vase and they put the rocks in first and then the gravel goes the next. So it fills in the gaps and then the sand goes in next and it fills in the gaps and the water fills in all the gaps and all the same amount of stuff fits in the same base. And it's, it's the idea, right? That it's not about the things. It's about actually how you organize it and put it together. Same vase, same size, same amount of stuff, put it in, put it in differently and it doesn't fit or it does. So the technique, one of the techniques I do is I take, identify like five things that I want to accomplish that day like big picture things. And some days I do them, some days I don't do. But if I did three, that's pretty good. I did three really important things that day. And then I have like a little side area where I'm like, hey, what are things I can't forget? They're not super important. We call, call those the gravel. They're not super important, but I'd like to get to them. Maybe it's like, oh, I need to renew my insurance. Maybe it's like, um, I need to send out a couple follow-up emails. They're not high priorities, but if I do them, it'd be great. And then I'll have like some notes on like other things. And as stuff starts flowing into my life, the water, the sand, I have to decide where it goes. Do I just have to ignore that thing that seems like it's super important? Because stuff happens, right? And we think it's super important, that text message, that email, that whatever. Do, can I ignore it or can I throw it onto one of the lists? Maybe some days I'll flip you know, down, I'll, I'll take my little notebook and I'll go three days in the future and I'll write a little note to check in to see if that thing is still important. If it's still important three days from now, I probably should do it. So that's like my main way is I wake up and the first one of the first things I do after I meditate is I'm like, what are the most important things I could do today? And then now I got a task list. And now it's like my job to just hit those things one by one and not 
go to those other things. And at the end of the day, I get to look at that list and go, man, what did I, it's like accountability, right? I have to look myself in the face and go, wow, I didn't check anything off. I guess I got distracted all day. Or say it looks like a good day. You know, not only did I check off all those things I said I wanted to do, but all the random water and sand things that float into my life, I checked off a bunch of those also. What do you guys do to uh, keep yourself focused during the day or on task? I would say I definitely start by creating a list before my next day. You know, so many people like to get up and create a a to-do list. And for me, that's too easy to put like the easy stuff at the top of a to-do list. Oh, the laundry and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, we got clean clothes. We can go another week or two. (laughs) But I set my intentions of writing down the things that I want to focus on in my life. Those have been set in stone since January, since the new year, when I spent like a whole day kind of evaluating where we were at and what I wanted to do. Those are things like, for me personally, play with my kids be an intentional, playful mom. I write that down every day. Um, So I write down 10 things in my life that are my core important things for the year. I write them down and that's not my to-do list, but that's just to remind me through the day. Again, those triggers of, I want to play with my kids. I want to be the best wife I can to my partner. It just reminds me of those things through day. So I write those down and then I do the night before, write a list. Okay. Like a brain dump, if you will. I don't have any particular order, but whatever my brain is flowing, like I got to do the dishes and I got to run to that errand and I got the chiropractor and I got, I really wanted to go to target the wants and the needs and the should do's and the need to's. I write it all out. And then again, it's like your sand and water and rocks. I organize them in a sense of, okay, if I only get two of those things done, what are the things that are going to match the core values that I write down every day. So if I don't spend intentional time with my kids every day, I feel like a failure. Like I literally, there's no reason in 24 hours that I can't spend time with my kids. There's absolutely no reason. I have a job, I have a house, we have dogs, we have, you know, a relationship, but there's absolutely no reason that we're having babies and I can't spend time with them. So that usually is one out of my list that always ends up on top. And then whether it's a work project that I want to finish, whether it's it's in the other segments of those 10 pillars for my year that goes on as a top two. And then if anything else happens, great. If I throw in a load of laundry, great. But at the beginning of my day, I know I'm going to make the bed. I'm going to go work out. And then, okay, what do I do with my time? I need to eat. I need to do this. I can look and say, I said, if I accomplish these things, these two things, that it's a good successful day. So I'm going to take the kids to the park and we're going to play for an hour we're going to play soccer. I'm going to keep my phone in the car. Done. Right? Like they feel cared about. They feel heard. They feel like they got time with me. We come home. I'm going to feel really good about diving into a work project that I need to accomplish, whether that's clear my Gmail out or spend an hour in DMs because I'm behind on Instagram messages or whatever it is where I can then focus on that. And then the other stuff around it, if I throw in a load of laundry while I'm making dinner, great. Those things are a need every day. So I feel like as a mom, especially busy mom, I like make dinner, breakfast, lunch, all that. Erin and I look at each other at dinner time every night. And we're like, oh, we have to feed these kids again. But like, that can't be a to-do list. Like that's part of our life that works in. Um, and it can't be an excuse to not do the core things that are moving our, our life forward and create value. So writing a list and then putting at the top, 
what are the things that are going to make me feel really good about this day? And some days it will be laundry. Some days it will be, I need to clean my house from top to bottom. What's the most prominent areas? The kids' bedrooms, great. Clean out that closet, great. It will change from day to day. But when you can brain dump it the night before, then you're really focused going into the next day with that at the top of your mind. Like, I really want to clear out my Gmail. I really want to play with my kids. And you feel good about it. And then you're constantly moving through a list where, wow, now it's a manageable task because I did a hundred emails today. Now for the rest of the week, I have two or three or 10 emails that's manageable and it doesn't have to be on my solid foundation to do big task item anymore. I'd say mine aren't very different from your similar things of a list and good night's sleep, stuff like that, staying on track with what I need to do. I think it's important for me to just say that you know, allowing myself a little more permission to not do what I'm used to. So, you know, it's a very uh, strange time for a lot of us. And, you know, it's been very different for me to figure and navigate how I want to do things and how I'm going to survive, you know, and what I'm going to do moving forward as in just my day-to-day stuff or, and also in the future and not being so difficult on myself when I get away from those things, because it's such a different time for me and for us. And to not be so tough on myself if I maybe go off the rails two, three days in a row, which isn't a norm for me for a long time and saying, hey, it's not that big of a deal, you know, but thus also finding that balance of like, all right, let's get back on track. You might not have anything going on specifically that you really need to um, get ready for, but still do the things you need to do um, that make you successful. And just, it's a, you know, it's been a balancing act and overall I've done a good job and, you know, saying this stuff out loud kind of reminds you of like, oh, you know, I'm doing an okay, decent job and, you know, to understand like we're human and how good is it for you to just negatively, you know, critique yourself, you know, and it's very easy to do that right now. Um, I think for all of us and uh, it's kind of cool in a way that, you know, it's just, I hope people realize how even we are and how similar we all are, you know, and this, uh, all that we're going through, you know, it's, it's a given, a given life, a very even playing field. And, uh, I think that should give people a lot of perspective. It's cool to see that like all three of us have similar, similar, uh, ideas or ways to stay on task, to stay successful. Cause I would say all of us do different things. We all live very different lives and yet we're all having success in our different fields in different ways. And I don't think any of us invented any of these things. We took them from people that knew better than us, that knew more than us and were more successful than us. And then we make it like our own, right? Like what works for me might not work for you. And it's like, but if what you're doing isn't working for you, you might want to try what's working for somebody else and then make your own version out of it. Uh, Bree London, thanks for um, diving into this idea of what distracts you, sharing like how you get sucked down rabbit holes and get in your own way. And uh, we hope that everybody took something from this and learns from this and can figure out something to help them stay on task and stay focused and not get distracted by whatever distracts you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media, flip the lens on Instagram, like and write a review and tell somebody who you know who gets distracted that might need to hear this to listen to this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open and honest conversations 
Because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.